Time has come and gone I am not the same Lift them all behind me I went my own way Way back then Now I see It was worth it In the end It was a time When I couldn't see They were everywhere And all around me they Greetings and salutations. It is the Clary Podcast. Uh, we're in Kansas City right now, on the way to Clary Tour 2017. I'll come up with a better name for me getting the hell out of Minnesota and escaping to the uh, more southern climes. Uh, but yeah, we're in Kansas City. I'm babysitting two bulldogs. In exchange, I get free lodging. And if you would like to offer the captain free lodging when he comes to your town, <laughs> I will gladly take advantage, as long as you don't prove to be some weirdo freak case. Which is the process. That's a lot of people. A lot of people just think I travel around and I stay at random people's places. No, like, like I've met these people before. I, I, I you know, I've I vetted them. I've become friends with them first, so I get to know them on the internet. I don't just randomly. Oh yeah, you you seem all right on the internet. I'll crash at your place. Sure. Hey, you know, fifty bucks is fifty bucks. That's worth me missing my kidney and having my throat slit. And there are some weirdos out there like that. There are definitely the weirdos like that. Uh, but not yeah, so I'm babysitting two bulldogs. Oh, are they dumb animals? Oh, but are bulldogs dumb? They just, I don't know if they're stubborn. I think they're dumb because you, you can bark commands at them. They don't follow. They're, they're like tanks. They'll get around to doing whatever they do it. And then they, they do it like Minnesota and Iowa and Wisconsin drivers. Very slowly, very painfully slowly, they'll get around to doing it. Having the door open for the dogs that can go out, go to the bathroom. And just like molasses, slowly gets its bowling ball ass out of the house. Meanwhile, cold is getting into the house. And I'm like, God, get your... And you can't kick it. It's It weighs more than you. One, one cubic centimeter of bulldog weighs more than a tank. That's how dense these bulldogs are. And then uh, it just looks around, you know, and it's slow, lethargic pace like it does. And then it scratches immediately to be let back in. I'm like, what the hell? You didn't even want to... Then the other one, you open up the door. It don't even go out. Oh, it scratches. It paws. Hey, I want to get out. You open the door. Oh, yes, Master Bulldog. What can I do for you, Massa? And oh, he just stands and looks outside. So those are the... I don't think I'll be getting Bulldogs. I need a slightly more intelligent dog. They're fun dogs. I like those. They're just so ugly. But uh, you want to talk, they're basically fun furniture. They they sit, sit in one place. Sometimes they'll play with each other. It's not terribly, it is not an epic battle. It's like watching snails battle. And they're just snarling because their faces are all mushed up. <laughs> That's the growling. They can't even get a bark in. Just sad, pathetic looking dogs. They're one of the saddest dogs ever. I can see where people have a heart for them because they're cute. They look nice. They're loving, don't get me wrong, they're very loving, but I, I just like, I, I need more dog than that. I need, it is not a real dog. 
Shit, wiener dogs have more. At least wiener dogs try. At least they try to catch the squirrel. And they, in, in, once in a great gleaming blue moon, if the squirrel suffers a, a heart attack or it has a stroke or it's a paraplegic squirrel, then maybe a dachshund can actually get a squirrel. If a squirrel is, is just waking up from hibernation, a wiener dog stands a shot. Not a great one, but it stands a shot at catching some prey. Bulldogs, good lord. No point in purpose. They just serve no point in purpose except to be pets. That's all they are. That's all a bulldog is. Anyway, so now I, I did the math looking at the traveling. How do you cross the country? Got a real world drive truck. I got my putt-putt truck. You're taking your truck to fuel efficient. Yes, I know the fuel efficiency, but I make it up for staying at people's places where I watch over dumb dogs and get free lodging. I actually get pretty good mileage with it, too. I think it's like 20 miles a gallon. Wait, now are the dogs out there? Hang on. God almighty, they're tension horse, too. What? What do you guys want? Don't look at me like that. What? You two have each other. Go play. No, don't. Come on, go. Go go play. You're fine. No, don't look. You guys are fine. Go play. What was wrong with your toys before? Heard some noise. Didn't want to be yelling and screaming and freak the misses of the establishment out. I don't even know if she knows that I podcast. I don't know if most of my friends even tell them that I podcast or who I am, really. I get this sense that like I'm people have shame. <laughs> they like me personally, but they don't want their, their significant other, especially if it's of the female persuasion. Like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, Aaron, yeah. Oh, he's a banker. We still going with that line? I'm a banker? You could tell me. You could say, well, don't don't tell. I, I want peace and quiet. I understand you want peace and quiet. I understand. You haven't raised your wife right. You haven't trained her in properly. She runs the roost. She barks the orders. And you'd like to see me. I, I appreciate that my friends, my male friends want to see me. Yeah, but they're ashamed, or they're maybe not even necessarily ashamed, but they have they have not f- made their wives understand that they are different people and they might have different opinions and tastes, and that they will stand by it like a bulldog, staunch, unrattled, impossible to move. He will hold his position, I will stand by my friend Clary, and I will endorse and advocate and support his decision to mouth off and say politically incorrect things that are truths that make you feel uncomfortable. Actually, I could I could tell the, the ones who've done a proper job of training their wives, their wives love me, or girlfriends. No, I think they're all wives now. I think everybody's married. They adore me. They think I'm not. That's because they properly trained their wives in. Wife, I expect you to be thin and in shape. I expect you to dress sexy and do nice things for me. And my, my buddy Clary, who speaks truth and wants people to major in STEM and is, is in it for the long haul, long-term investment, not short little pretty lies that, that, that make you feel good like candy for 10 minutes. He's in for the broccoli and the asparagus. Long-term health, both financially, uh, biologically, and psychologically, romantically. So if we are truthful with one another... And that's what he aims for. They have a much better relationships. A lot of guys don't tell them wives that. And then they're like, you know what? I licked him up. I looked him up. 
wrote this thing one time that said my degree in international communications was where I have a master's. Did you tell him I have a master's? And then and they, there's like, yeah, those are the wives I got to look out for. Then they ask, what do you do for a living? I'm like, if they don't know what I do for a living, then I know to say banking. And even then they might get pissed off. Then I got to say, well, I'm, a, I'm an analyst. I'm a credit analyst. Yeah, for a bank? Evil right wing bailed out. Uh, no, no, not an evil Wall Street bank. Credit union, credit union, yes. I, I work with uh, with uh, special needs adults. That's called the credit union when you work. Yeah, small community banks and uh, and credit unions. Those are the special needs adults, the short bus of the banking world. Then it's all all right. As long as you're not doing anything profitable, productive, or anything to progress and advance society. Then women are okay with it. As long as you're sitting there gazing at your navel. Modern day leftist women are... But the real ones, the ones that adore me and like me and are very happy that their husbands get to know me. Yes, yes, go out with... Actually, a lot of times I want to come hang out. Let me smoke cigars with you. They know, yes, no, I want you to major in STEM. I majored in STEM. A lot of times the ladies make more than the guys, which we're all okay with, ladies. We're all right. I am perfectly fine with... I never understood that. There are a couple quote truisms that I say weren't, wouldn't be true. Or maybe my personal experience is different than that. I admit it could be wrong. I could be wrong. It just I have a unique anecdote. I have, I have experienced different things and that's not the realm. That's not what the uh, rule of thumb is, what it is in reality. But I've never had trouble with height. And then I've never had trouble with a woman that made more money than me. A matter of fact, I think, I think in both cases, most women were taller than me because I'm a shorter guy. I'm not terribly sure, but I guess I just, yeah, I think I did. Most of the gals I dated are taller than me or were taller than me. Maybe it's 50-50. But most of them sure as hell made more than me. And I was okay with that. I was all right. I, you have your own money. You have your own place. You know how to budget. You worked your way up from the ground. You make more than me. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> You understand why we're going Dutch? Yeah, you you see me living in a basement and me driving my banged-up 85 Cutlass Supreme. You notice that, yes. The fact I'm a white guy and I know what a donk is, and I'm happy to own a donk because I know the benefits of having a donk. I know the reliability. I know they're cheap to fix. I know they're easy to work on. The fact you appreciate that fact about me, I think we can work well together. <clears throat> and it is all right if you make a quarter million dollars a year. I think the gal that I dated that made the most money, I think she made 70 grand a year. Now, of course, that was like 10, 15 years ago. So what is that, 80, 90 grand now? And uh, they they all were much better employees. Let's just be honest. They were all much better employees because, let's also be honest, they were much better cogs and they were much more obedient than I was. They weren't out to achieve. They they could go to they could go to work. They could put the blinders on, and they could just put their nose to the grind and do this. Not necessarily mind numbing. Well, it was mind numbing, but it was also there was no morality about it. They, what they were doing was was perfectly fine, normal work. Why I ran into trouble is I went into banking, which I keep warning you kids about. Approve all these loans. Why? They're not approvable. We shouldn't approve them. That's bad. That's bad business for everybody, especially as shareholders. You're not a team player. Eh. All right, then why do you have a credit? Why is there a quality control department then? If you don't give a shit about the quality, why do you have a quality control department? Isn't that somewhat unfair? 
Anyway, all right, well, this is the Clary Podcast. I will be coming through Denver or Albuquerque or Durango or Amarillo. I don't know what yet. Uh, as I said, I have my putt-putt truck, and it's got rear-wheel drive and no weight in the back. And then I kind of got a taste, a reminder, that uh, in the Plains states, uh, there's snowstorms. And there's nothing to stop the snow, even if you get an inch, from drifting over the highway. And I saw a car that had driven into the ditch and caught fire and exploded the fire department was there. There was flames all over the place. It looked like a movie. It was great. I, I won't lie to you. I didn't think once about, well, did someone die? I'm like, that is the coolest shit I've seen in all my driving. That is, that is cool right there. It looked like an explosion. It was very good entertainment. And then in 10 seconds, it was behind me because I was driving. Uh, but it was a reminder that uh, I got to look at snow. Because <laughs> now I'm about to drive across Kansas. Or the uh, panhandle of Oklahoma and Texas, and there's snowstorms coming in. Some They name some damn snowstorm. And I know it doesn't take a lot for a little bit of snow to turn into ice, and if you don't have for, uh, front-wheel drive, uh, you can go into the ditch pretty quick and out in the middle of nowhere. Liberal Kansas. I might go through Liberal Kansas. Uh, shoots at an angle. If you ever got to cross across Kansas, but then go down the southern route around the Rockies, you will go through Liberal Kansas. And I'm thinking, I don't want to get stuck out in this town called Liberal Kansas. No, I do not. I don't want to get stuck in the Panhandle, Oklahoma. I do not. I don't care how picture. I do not want to get stuck out here. I got to make it to Albuquerque at minimum. Say hi to Marty Andrade's clan. And then move on to Phoenix. Although I want to go, God dang it, get a squeaky toy. What? For crying out loud, what are you, like one of these British guards get with the hat? Come on, move. Go bother your sister. Oh, for crying out loud. All right, okay. Here we go. All right, that's all you get. Squeak toys and damn things. Anyway, so I'll probably be going to Denver. I don't know. I didn't... The girlfriend said, follow the doctor's orders, take it easy. Don't really know. The problem is when you got all these options. Well, which way do I go? What do I got to worry about? I'm, I think maybe I'll cast my fates to the winds and let the winter determine it, let the weather. Although, ironically, it's raining in the south and it freezes at night, and then I got to drive 18 hours to Phoenix. So it's like, well, I might as well go through Denver. Oh, yeah, I'll go through Denver. Say hi to people. Go over the Rockies. Doesn't look like it's going to snow. I'm sure they treat the roads just great out there. I'm sure driving up through the Eisenhower Pass with a rear-wheel drive truck with no weight in the back going down the hills from the Eisenhower Pass to Vail, I'm sure those dangerous curves and those steep grades would just be perfectly fine. All the hippies and all the wisdom decided not to use salt or chemicals. I'm sure this just through superior driving and, and worshipping Gaia and the environment. That the roads will be in great condition. I'm not joking. I don't want to go down those hills. Hills, mountains. I don't want to go down those mountains. Not with a real-world drive truck. I want to make sure that the, the roads are in good condition. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll go I'll go visit Denver Ben. We'll go visit uh, uh, the, uh, the great one himself. The great one, comma, himself. And uh, then I'll look and see what the I-70 looks like. Going up into Empire. Well, you guys don't realize. Atham, look this up on the internet. You look up the map. In Denver, basically, I-70 goes through the uh, the Rocky Mountains to the west. 
And since that's the main drag and the main through fare, anything that clogs up gets backed up immediately all the way back. Because you're just driving through a valley, basically. You're just following a river all the way up to Eisenhower Pass. And uh, maybe I'll use that. And if that looks like it's shady, maybe I'll drop south, go through Durango and Cortez. I like Cortez. Maybe I'll stay in Cortez. Although Durango, last time I went through it, they had this really cool old-school western bar. Uh, and people dressed the part. There was a guy <clears throat> dressed like a barbershop quartet dude with the bow tie and the suspenders, and he was playing the piano. The ladies were dressed in that naughty, bustier, 1880s boudoir, whatever. Something starts with a B. And I'm like, yeah, I could, I could probably stay here. This is all right. Then you look at these snow warnings, and it's like, oh, my gosh. If, it, if you're below 5,000 feet, it'll all be rain. But if you're above 5,000 feet... Four to eight inches of snow. And they're like, okay, maybe I'll drop further south. Go through Amarillo and Albuquerque. No, you can't. Then it's sleep. It's freezing rain. Freezes at night. It's all rain. Oh, it's good during the day. But then it freezes. God, why can't it just get to Phoenix? Oh, all right. Let's, uh, oh, you know what? Let's do the news. Now, listen, man. I like the news. You guys like the news? In further news and uh, empirical proof evidence that the millennial generation, even the entrepreneurials, even the industrious among them, aren't that industrious and totally not original. From the Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal, Geek Bar and Cafe coming to Minneapolis is making $15 an hour its mission. <clears throat> I know, we'll just, we'll just start off with the title. We don't have to go past the title. I know. We don't have to go past the title. If you are making some social justice warrior crusade, and then congratulations to the K through college educational institutions for brainwashing these dipshit entrepreneurs who we're going to read about later, who are going to borrow money from family, friends themselves, and basically what I say is there's an 80% chance they will go bankrupt and ruin themselves because you brainwashed them into thinking that the most important thing about running a business is a political statement just like you successfully convinced a bunch of talentless hacks that they're artists not because they have any talent they don't have any talent that's why i call them talentless hacks but you've convinced them as long as they attach some leftist political message to their shitty ass crap that you call art that they should go and waste their lives pursuing the the dream of becoming an artist so now these guys they don't know that the point of a business is to make a profit to be efficient, to like they give up $100,000 of their money and that $100,000 generates every year $20,000 so they make a 20% annual return on that so that they could live off of that. But you see, you haven't taught them the fact that they are sacrificing their only one and true and finite resource and that is their time, their life to get that money. You've successfully taught dipshit millennials like this that their time is evil. Money is evil. Money is the root of all evil. All you'll have to say that to make people part with it. So you've convinced these people that their lives, their time on this planet, that they convert into money because that's how we survive in today's economy so we can purchase goods and services and avoid the double coincidence of wants problem. But I'm not going to go there because I know you guys don't give a shit and I've already tuned out all the leftists because they just <gasps> feel... You've successfully convinced these idiots that it is more important that they do a mission, that they have a social justice mission, that they pay $15 an hour 
then they actually make money. At best, they are running a charity and they are fully aware of what they're doing and maybe they, they're aware and cognizant that, yeah, we may not make it. Maybe we're going to have to charge a lot. Maybe people aren't going to come here. But I'm thinking it's much more likely when we investigate these uh, two young budding entrepreneurs, which we most certainly are, that they have a background that is going to be very typical. They have no business acumen. And if they do, which I am willing to admit, there's a chance. Like I said, I, I merely skim or scam the uh, the articles. I don't because I just want to have a natural reaction. I'm admitting that there is a chance that they have a better managerial outlook. Uh, it's certainly not that hard to run a company more efficient than baby boomer predecessors have. I, I, I admit that. So maybe they got the hustle. I'm granting that. There's a 20% chance of that. But I'm saying that if making $15 an hour is its mission, I'm just going to assume dipshit SJW millennial morons who, like a couple previous podcast episodes ago, we talked about whatever it was, that uh, Marxist bar that let the employees run it like a commune. But let's continue on. A new geek pub with food, beer, and board board games is opening in downtown Minneapolis next year, and every employee working there will make $15 an hour. A geek pub! Ooh! Travis Shaw and Mark Lohman are the two founders behind Bite Minnesota, which is on schedule to open March 1st. Now, to show you how clever these two entrepreneurs are, ladies and gentlemen, they... Now, this I don't know if you guys are going to get this, but I'll explain. I'm here to help explain these obviously superior intellectual individuals how clever they really are. They spelled it B-Y-T-E. Now, if you don't understand why this is clever and very funny, uh, in a ho-ho-ho-ho, smelling your own farts in San Francisco sort of way, uh, Byte, B-Y-T-E, that is a computer reference to a, to a measurement of data. Bits and bites, you ever hear of it? Maybe you remember that. But you see, because it's a brew pub, food, and like bar food place, which is completely original, uh, it also could mean bite, B-I-T-E, in which case you're eating. So there's this, this double meaning, this double entendre that is just so fucking clever. They must have gotten their doctorates at the College of Liberal Arts at the University of Minnesota. I mean... I I would have never seen that coming, and I have to really give it to him for going out because there's this place, um, oh, the Chatterbox Pub, and then they came up with the Chatterbox too, and what they did is the exact same fucking thing, board games, video games, and it's just this quaint little bar. It has like you can nosh, you know, you can nosh, huh? Wasn't that a cool little? Oh, we're gonna nosh, get some sliders, huh? Yeah, what's your bar food? Oh, you. Are you still serving food? No, we're down to our just our, our happy hour now, man. I could get something in the kitchen for you. Wow, I'm on a nosh. <laughs> They're downtown Minneapolis, three nineteen first first North Avenue. Let me let me double check this. I might even know what business this is or what it used to be. Is that where the old glam slam used to be, Prince's? Three one nineteen North First Avenue. Minneapolis, Minnesota. 319? <coughs> Alright, what we got? Oops. 319 North 1st Avenue. Um, Where the hell is that? That's by the library. So this used to be where the old... Uh... Oh. Oh, this is the place. This used to be Daddy Rock's. 
This used to be, uh, this is one of those places that always went in and out of business. And if I recall correct, no, this is right next door to that. This, I went to a poetry slam there one time, and I don't think that business is in business anymore because they're selling it to these guys. And I'm sure this location is not cursed whatsoever. I hate to be the Debbie Downer. I'm not trying to purposely be cynical or pessimistic or destroy people's dreams, but I'm always right. I'm always right. Because other people's money was riding on it when I was the analyst. And I predicted this shit. 319. Uh, Sean and Loman have backgrounds in the restaurant and hospitality industry as chefs. Oh! Oh, they made food. Well, do they... I wonder if they're students of mine. Back at La Cordon Bleu. Shaw said the idea for bites sprouted from the frustration of a majority of restaurant employees not being able to earn a livable wage. You could just never acknowledge that, God, please tell me you went to a culinary school where all those other losers went. You could, did it dawn on you that maybe you people are dumb? Maybe your parents are dumb and should not have bred and they did you a great disservice breeding? That if there wasn't welfare and government handouts that, that we wouldn't have this basically worthless or not as talented human bubble occurring? That if the smart people who could afford children bred and then had the time to raise you properly so you wouldn't go to a shitty culinary school or open stupid shitty business ideas like this? I do. I know I'm sound so harsh, but and I do want these people to succeed. I want everybody to succeed. But when you, you telepath... Such a stupid boneheaded move like we're going to open up for a social justice cause and not profit. I'm going to point it out and try and stop you. Hey, you probably already signed the lease. It's too late. Maybe you, maybe the best, you know, let's not pick on Travis Shaw and Mark Lohman. Let's be serious here. These guys might prove beneficial to society. And not in the way they think. Now, if they go and they're able to make it, like I said before, with superior management, I will always admit you can pull it off without baby boomer management. I understand that. There's always room at the top, and you can always build a better mousetrap. That's how I think this will work out. I'm saying there's an 8% chance they're going to fail. But even in their failure, we can learn because they may actually prove as an example for others not to do it. They could serve as as a warning to other people and prevent other people from doing such stupid shit like this. If I remember to follow up on them, I will. Maybe I'll even go down there. See what the prices are like. Oh, wait. It's downtown Minneapolis on First Avenue. So that means I'd have to pay for parking. And that's a pain in the ass to find parking down there. Oh, I, and they're not even near the downtown office buildings. Because people are just going to go. They're not going to walk that far to go. And, oh, this is going to be interesting. This will be interesting. Oh... This is what motivated us to start out on our own, Shaw said. I'm passionate about food, but more passionate about the system and business that can sustain its workers. Mm-hmm. Did you ever ask Shaw about if everyone's paid $15 an hour, what will happen to the cost of goods and services? And if it goes up, then would you just not have completely... You need, do you understand low wages results in low cost of goods and increased purchasing power? Yeah. Just about every bit. Now, here's here's why I do kind of remember skimming over. Um, Byte will have around a dozen employees to start off. Each will make $15 an hour with benefits plus vacation time. Oh, I'd love to see you pay for that Obamacare. This will be interesting. 
Here's where I thought they might, they might stand a shot. Just about every aspect of Byte will emphasize efficiency to save on costs and overhead to pay employees their wages. There will be no table servers, and meals will be prepared meticulously to minimize any food waste. All right, so they're going to go with the green thing. So how are you going to have 12 employees but no servers? They, and this is where it may, this is why I grant them that 20%. If you're not going to have servers, you could pull it off. Byte will be part bar, part cafe, and part coffee shop. Uh, it will have a fast, casual-style front counter with food and a bar area in the back with board games. It's going to have a lot of geeky board games. Oh, oh, we know. We got with the bike, you know, a little joke there. It's what we've, what we've always loved to do with our friends when they come over. I'm sure everyone makes money doing what they love to do. Because when you follow your heart and the money f- will follow, that has worked out so well for liberal arts majors, hasn't it? The menu at Bite is inspired by global street food. Menu items will include a chicken curry wrap, rice bowls, paneer bites. Oh my goodness! Things I've never heard of just makes them automatically better. And chopped salads. Bite will be at 319 First North Avenue. It will be around 2,900 square feet with indoor seating for 100 people. Oh, jeez. What is the per square foot rate what is commercial space going for now? Hang on, let's look this up. Commercial rent rate uh, per square foot, Minneapolis. Let's see what rates are. Loopnet. Let's see. Come on, just get, just don't make it complicated here, Internet. Just give me a rate. Just give me a rate. Rental rate, eighteen to thirty, twelve. Where is this? Minneapolis, Minnesota. 15 to 30. 12 to 13. They're on First Avenue. I'm going to assume... No, that's Lynn Lake. That's not it. Yeah, it's going to be around 25 bucks a month. Or 25 bucks per square foot. So let's be an asshole. And... Break down our dreams, man, with your numbers, man. 2,900 square feet for 25 square feet of dollars per square foot. Did I do that right? No. Is that it? Come on, Clary. Is that the annual lease? That can't be the, that can't be the monthly lease. Rental rate. No. No, there's no way it's going to cost that much. Do not tell me it's going to cost that much. Seventy-two grand a year, a, a month? No, that's not right. You know what? I'm not going to do their finances for them. If because if it is seventy-two grand, well, I don't know. Is that unreasonable? I don't know. You guys are all somebody's got to be a restaurant owner out there. It seems a touch high for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaw also hopes Bites will spark a trend for other local restaurants to pay their employees wage, higher wages. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, because you guys are going to go in there. You uh, Abbott and Costello are going to go open up a restaurant. Well, how about you make some profit first to see if it's feasible? How about that? Do millennials ask if it's feasible first? Or do you just think good hopes and well wishes and leftist indoctrination and fight for 15, man? Now I love how how the uh, the author Dan Debon throws this bit of skew spin on here. Uh, journalism major, no doubt. 
Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let me finish Sean's quote. This is also to show other businesses they can take the initiative to do this as well, Shaw says. Hopefully others will follow suit. We can only support a handful of people, but we're hoping this takes off and can start something. I'm sure you've ran some financial figures, haven't you? I'm sure if you've done an economic analysis, I'm sure you looked at labor force participation rates. <laughs> oh, man. He could. Now, I'll admit this. They could, if they did it right, get some of the finest quality service workers in the industry. Um, that may work because then you'd have uh, efficiency gains. I mean, one person can, well, okay, uh, a group of people can make all the difference if you get the right people in there. But I, I just, I'm sorry. I have more faith in the hipsters that populate millennia, uh, Minneapolis. I have more faith that they're just going to fuck it up and make these guys go belly up. Uh, let's go uh, Byte. This is the quote from the uh, journalist that throws a little spin. Byte isn't the only Minneapolis area business setting higher wages for its employees. Other employers such as Punch Pizza and Target Corporation have also kept their pay above the state minimum. Oh, well, good for them. Maybe because that's what the labor market demands? Hmm? No, no, it's just because they're just such wonderful virtue signaling type people. All right, let's look up these ladies and uh, these guys here, ladies and gentlemen. Travis Shaw... I could imagine this is probably the most notable article about him. Oh, there's a baseball player called in. Travis Shaw. Hilton uh, Banquet. Chef Day. Okay, here he is. Here he is. I told you guys. I told you he went to an he went to a ripoff school. Arts Institutes. Oh my gosh. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I am so going to follow this company. Because this is, I didn't work at art institutes. I taught at Le Cordon Bleu. But it's the same thing. A scam school. Uh, they take the kids who are dipshits, uh, who couldn't get in any other school. They ass rape them for about thirty-five dollars to $40,000 a year. A year in tuition. And, uh, and then they all think that they're going to become chefs. And, and the good chefs get out of that program quick. And they go and start some up. So I will grant him some compliments. He is going to go and start his own business. Uh, but yeah, okay, so you went to, yeah, he's a chef, Art Institutes, University of Minnesota, bachelor's in mathematics, dude, why did you, okay, here's, here's a shot, here's a shot, kid's got a degree in mathematics, this might be the saving grace, he might have actually done the math, he's no dummy then, why would you go and major in mathematics, and then go to the Art Institutes to become a cook, Why? Oh, they're home. I'll have to finish up this segment. All right, then who's the other guy? Travis Shaw. Mark Lohman. I will recommend if they're ever listening to this, they contact Asshole Consulting. Mark Lohman, Minneapolis. Is this the guy? No, I don't want to... Thank you. No, I don't need to join it. Uh, Executive Chef... It's at the Marquette Hotel. These guys are pretty good. This is interesting. I think they're going to do all right, maybe. These are like, just so you know, most people do not go and end up working for high level or become executive uh, chefs. Because there's Sue, there's executive, and, and I won't go into it. 
they got you know what they got the ability to cook I wonder if they have the ability to run a business that's what I wonder okay we'll we'll see guys we'll see this will be very interesting my money's against you I'm definitely gonna stop in I'm gonna have when is it open March living wage open March 1st all right I should be back from Phoenix by that time and we'll check it out I want to see what the prices are like this will be real interesting because if it's like prohibitively expensive and it's, I, I mean, you got to do timing. You got to make sure people can get there. It's kind of one of, it's not in the hot warehouse district and it's not in the downtown district. So they're not going to get the daytime commuter or, uh, you know, the lunch crowd. This will be interesting. I'll report back. I'll do some sponsors. Uh, where are they going? Here they are. All right. Run guts, pull cones. And uh, pushing rubber downhill by our good friend Adam Piggott over in Australia. Uh, you can go ahead, go to pushingrubberdownhill.com, and you can buy the book "Run Guts, Pull Cones." Pushing Rubber Hill uh, uh, is another book. There's his website, Pushing Rubber Downhill, and then he's also got the podcast. But you know what? Just go to his website, buy his stuff, read his books. Uh, he's come out with a third and a fourth one, uh, but I haven't gotten around. I don't know if he's finished the third one. Uh, but if you want to listen to another podcast. Push River Downhill. Great podcast with our good friend Adam Piggott. Uh, we have The Stringers by T.J. Martinell. You can find that book available at Amazon.com, just as you can. Novsquam by Ann Sturzinger. You can visit our friend Ann Sturzinger at AnnSturzinger.com. Then we have my books, all available in paperback and Kindle, and most of them, basically all of them except for The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, available in audio as well. So we have The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. We have Bachelor Pad Economics. We have Worthless. That should be a must-buy for everybody out there who has a kid or a loved one in college who just realized college is the shitty environment that they weren't promised it was. You lied to them once again. Why don't you just tell them the truth? Get in that book. We have Enjoy the Decline with some new artwork uh, by our good friend RJX. We have Curse of the High IQ, which is a great fucking freaking book written by a great freaking man, me, for some great freaking readers. And you want to be a great freaking reader, right? You don't want to just be a regular old reader. Just like, oh, well, maybe. No, you want to be a great freaking reader with a great freaking IQ. So get the great freaking book, Curse of the High IQ. Um, and then we have my latest book, Reconnaissance Man. Uh, for all of you who are planning some kind of research or expedition or road trip throughout the United States this summer, get that book. If you're lost in life and you don't know where you... This is like how you plan out your life, all right? And it's not a recommendation. I mathematically figured it out, scientifically figured it out, logically figured it out. Here's the most expeditious route to plan your life. So if you got no plan you're wandering around in the desert, go get this book. It's available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook, and you're good to go. Uh, then we have Day by Day Cartoon uh, by Chris Muir. Go to daybydaycartoon.com for... Uh, for your daily political laugh. We have jimfear138.blogspot.com and undertowaudio.com. jimfear138.blogspot.com and undertowaudio.com. Go to those gentlemen for all your voice recording needs. If you want them to read books and you know whatever audio you know, voice acting work you need them to, uh, to do. Uh, <clears throat> and then if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, you may... Just contact the old captain, email me, go through my Captain Capitalism uh, blog. You can email me at captcapitalism.blogspot at yahoo.com. Sorry, capped, the abbreviation for captain, capped, C-A-P-T, capitalism at yahoo.com. Uh, send me an email there. 
And for 100 bucks, I'll put you on the podcast and whore out your wares. And Elk and CPA at elkandcpa.com. Uh, tax season starts now. Started uh, 48 hours, 72 hours. It started quite some time ago. And have you finished your taxes like the good old captain has? No, you haven't. Well, Chad might still take you as a client. I admittedly, not everybody could be a great client like me where I'm on my game. I got my shit going on. Well, actually, you go through all your work. You're like, oh, shit, what do I do now? And you're like, well, thank God for these stupid bulldogs here. They do something. But uh, if you need an accountant, get in early and now. He is already ramping up. It is busy season. He's uh, he's almost got as much hustle as me. Almost. I'd say like 52% my hustle, which is pretty good. For, for mere mortals, Chad Elkins has a lot of hustle. 52% me. That's almost in the world of Aaron Cleary. No one even else comes close. He's got that much hustle. But contact him. Get on his schedule if you want your taxes done right and quickly and efficiently and affordably. ElkinCPA.com. If you like the podcast archive, you uh, you may notice that the archives, I think, started podcast 100. Um, you say, well, what's that about? Well, that's because Podomatic sucks, and then I, I switched to SoundCloud. And I may have to switch to Libsense because Google is buying SoundCloud. And I'm afraid like IT nerds out in Silicon Valley are prone to do, they're going to want you to have a Google One account and sign up and streamline and want all access. We need this. You need to sign in. They're like, nope, fuck it. I don't want it. I don't need it. And I'll be done with it. Uh, So we'll see how much the user experience changes when Google buys SoundCloud, uh, if they do. Um, And if... I gotta go and I swear to God, Google, if you make me get one more motherfucking username and password, fuck you. I'll be gone. I don't care. Nope, not gonna do it. Although there was also rumor going around that Google might have like free hosting, uh, and maybe they do. Maybe I've just been too lazy. It's the last thing I gotta look at. Is like, oh, do you have unlimited downloads? Unlimited. That's the thing I like about SoundCloud. There was no bullshit. Easy to use interface. Podomatic was unreliable. Kept falling apart. Kept breaking down. And then SoundCloud started dicking around with things like, oh, would you like to download this? Well, register with your Facebook. It's like, no, I don't want to register. I want, that's why I paid for you guys. So my listeners don't have to do that. That's why I do, that's why I provide a direct MP3 download link. Anyway, uh, what the hell was I talking? Oh, so if you wanted the previous archives, uh, I got those. Uh, it's 35 bucks. I'll mail you a, a, a thumb drive. You put on, you get a free thumb drive. You can take off all the. I don't care what you do with the audio files, uh, but it's uh, and I'm not making a ton of money. It's to compensate me for the thumb drive and and mail and uh, and my time. But you'll get a bunch of hours of old captain from his uh, previous archives. Uh, then we have uh, the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. Go to 405media.com. Uh, John Grant has a station of podcasters. In case you're sick and tired of listening, to old captain. The World of Lori Zook, spelled Z-O-O-C-K. It is hard not to find that with that name. The Financial Survival Network with Carrie Lutz. Uh, we already talked about pushing rubber downhill. Um, and then Small Scale Life. And then The Black Brigade at blackbrigade.org with DT. And maybe the man, maybe you should get him back on. Oh, what the fuck do I know? I only like the fucking podcast for this long and fucking make it my life. Hey, you know, me. I don't know. Maybe you should. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe we should flip a coin. Maybe we should just keep saying maybe. They may get back together, which would be nice because I very much enjoyed that. Um, and I'm going through an old script 
old old paper, whatever they call it. This is my laptop. Oh, by the way, I'm on my laptop. You may notice some differences in the audio quality because we're on the road. We're on the road. We're using the mobile office. Rush Limbaugh had his southern command. That That's too much capital investment. We're just mobile. My putt-putt truck and my laptop case. That's it. There we go. Uh, and then we have asshole consulting. If you need some kind of advice and you want it to be true and effective. If you want to solve your problems, come talk to me. I'll take care of your problems. Actually, I won't. I'll tell you the solution to your problems, and then you can take care of your problems. Uh, and you can get that by going to assholeconsulting.com. Uh, an ounce of truth is worth more than a ton of lies. And trust you me, it's worth the $25 you got to drop on an email, or maybe 30 or even maybe $45 you got to drop on a video. Because uh, it will prevent you from making a $100,000 mistake. I mean, just think about that. If every girl who ever was going to major in journalism or philosophy or women's studies came out to me first, dropped 50, hey, let's make it 100. Should I major in women's studies? No. And then they followed my advice and majored in STEM instead? How many millions of dollars and thousands of lives would we have saved? Asshole Consulting is absolutely worth it. I'm not joking. Um, <clears throat> oh, if you would like to also help out the captain, but you don't believe in charity, and neither do I, uh, go and make all your online purchases on Amazon through my Amazon affiliate program. All you have to do is go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com, click on the Amazon banner, it's on the top right of the blog, and then it takes you to Amazon's page, but then they know you came from me, and any purchase you make during that shopping session, I get a 7% cut. So uh, that And it doesn't cost you any more, I get a 7% cut, Amazon gets some free advertising, you guys get the online stuff you'd buy anyway, and you keep the old captain uh, on the internets uh, forever. Uh, we have Academic Composition. Go to academiccomposition.com where Alex and his crackpot team of writing staff will write their, your papers for you because, hey, if it's good enough for corporations to outsource, why isn't it good enough for our precious little children? Because you are our future. You are our future. There's nothing better than our children of the future until you become adults and you get out of college and then we're like, fuck you, pay us back our student loans and we're going to go and there's new children to replace you. Then they become the future. Isn't it amazing? Like at about the age of 24, 25, when you graduate, you know, with your, with your associates because you're millennials and then you get out of college, no one gives a fuck about you anymore. Then it's it's just great. The real world hits you then because you lived in this little bubble your entire life, and uh, you got loans, and you thought the money was going to come forever. And then you're actually treated like an adult, and then you bitch and whine and blame it on Donald Trump, even though he hasn't been elected yet. Oh, it's great! It's wonderful. Watch. Thank you for the entertaining value and your show. We elder generations appreciate watching you people sink because my generation and the generation before me did such a shitty job of raising you. It really is. It's like, yeah, don't teach the kid to swim. Just push him off into the water. Uh, patriarchy. Forty uh, genders. Uh, still not treading water. I see you. See, I can't hear you. Just bubbling and gurgling now. Too bad. Bye. See you at the bottom. Our parents taught us how to swim. Where are we now? Um, oh, so uh, if you'd like to have someone else do your homework, basically and uh, you're smart like corporations and you outsource higher academic composition. If you're also looking for a job, and I know most of the people on my podcast do look for jobs, everyone else not so much, uh, but uh, he's hiring. He hires writers and he hires marketers. It's not fun jobs. You're writing liberal arts papers. What do you think it's going to be? It's going to be boring, mind-numbing shit, constantly sucking Mark's dicks the entire time. But 
it's a paycheck. <clears throat> and you can do it from home, and it, he pays, you know? So uh, if you want to work from a third world country where everything's cheap and they got internet access, there you go. Uh, uh, wow, we even have Matt Forney's Do the Philippines on here. That's how old this print is. Instagram.com, the ultimate reading list from Max. Email Max at Max at Wooter, W-O-O-T-E-R, Wooter, dot co, not dot com, dot co. Uh, you can go to the site, Instagram.com, slash ultimate reading list to see if you might want to buy a book. But more importantly, if you're an author and like to advertise your book on, oh shit, that's what I got to know, it's the new month, I got to advertise on Max's site. Damn it, uh, go, yeah, go uh, email Max, tell him the captain sent you. Uh, then we have uh, Frank Servey's book, Uncle Nick, Burning the Midnight, and Pretty, Where Pretty Lies Perish. All of those are available at Amazon.com. You will definitely want to buy it because they are, uh, it's a fictional book. Two of them, they're the Uncle Nick uh, duology, whatever, the two book series, where Uncle Nick is a fictional uh, real life incarnation of a true red pill man, about 32, 33, gives zero fucks to give. Speaks his mind at the dinner table, causes liberal arts majoring cousins and sisters to be uh, uh, angry and upset, uh, but actually loves everybody more than the hypocritical virtue signalers because he is not a hypocrite. He actually cares about people, and he has zero fucks to give. So basically, it's the life you'd want to live. I think it takes place in California, too. So there is ample opportunity for him to get into hijinks. You can find those at Amazon.com. Just look. Frank Servi, spelled C-E-R-V-I-I. Paperback and Kindle. And then uh, my uh, classes, the analysis, evaluation of stocks, and stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. If you're interested in taking those classes and learning about financial analysis, learning how to read financial statements, learning how to value stocks, investing, retirement, these are the classes that you should take. Uh, they're pricey. They're around 100 bucks. You can take them online. So since they're taken online, that means find it wherever it's offered, offered cheapest. Uh, so various community education programs, Community centers, libraries, etc., etc. They offer these programs, hundreds of places actually. Uh, just search the title. So the analysis evaluation of stocks, and then stocks, bonds, investing. Oh my, those are the two classes that I offer online. I got some fan mail or just interesting mail. Oh, let's pull it up here. Do, 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 do. From Ryan. Ryan writes, How could you forget about my favorite non-news story you told this year? The Walmart discovery of your motorcycle oil change pump. Keep up the good work. I listen to you every week. Happy New Year's, Ryan. Well, thank you, Ryan. Yes, that was that was quite a... Everyone's singing that sad song. Uh, oh, the forgotten angels. I'm mixing it up with a hymn. What is that sad, pathetic song they sing in New Year's Eve? Uh, oh, wow. Anyways, and, and then people are like, you know, man. I... And you're supposed to be rem remember what you're thankful for. Because fuck how people screw you over. Never get angry. Never want revenge. No, that's not the modern day American male way. Now you just take it up the ass. And then you, you say, what are you grateful for? You don't like North Korean people. Now, that son of a bitch. I remember where he lives. <laughs> that's not allowed. No, I'm thankful that my father did not die. Uh, a, a long-suffering death. He only had cancer eat away at his internal organs for six months instead of seven. And I'm glad he was lucid for 2.5 of those months of grueling agony pain. Uh, and that's what I'm thankful for. The, the pussy level of being thankful. You're supposed to be thankful for something. I am very thankful 
for that oil pump. You're right. I, 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 like to, I like to reminisce about it. I think it is time to reflect upon the last year of 2016. What am I thankful? I'm thankful for that oil pump. The 50-cent throwaway bin and Walmart soap pump that I took out of this. I removed the soap bottle and I used that to, uh, to do oil changes when I don't have time or I don't have a filter handy. So you just kind of replace the oil. All right, so to keep... Come on. Oh, fucking IT nerds. I want to say Janet Yellen. It's not Janet Yellen. <clears throat> Who's the chart of Yahoo? Marissa Meyer. See, I just can't click on it and delete. I have to wait for you to load up all your advertisements. Um, What else? Who is this? This is from uh, nobody at remailer, re- remailer at Paranagiki.org. Uh, hi, Aaron. My dad is an immigrant who came to this country on a student visa. He now makes six figures. I hope that bothers the fuck out of you. Stay salty, amigo. Kisses and hugs. And, and it's funny because he thinks he's getting under my skin. Dude, I could only wish every immigrant came here and made six figures. Then we wouldn't have to bail out. Then they'd actually be paying the taxes and bailing out or subsidizing the natives. I, that's how that's how it's supposed to be done. I'm actually quite happy for your dad. You sound like a little petty prick. <laughs> you probably, you're like a typical immigrant, born of immigrant. Your parents did all the work and you got spoiled rotten. But I don't know why you think that would piss me off. That's great. That's awesome. I'm very happy for your dad. I uh he sounds like a guy who uh who I'd like to hang out with and then I'd say like, "Well, what the fuck happened to your son or daughter? I don't know." Uh where's the other one? Says Uncle Crusher Joel writes. Oh, here's a here's another one. All right, now this isn't an email. I sent an email to Animago or Animigo. It's a company that I remember. There's a there's an anime out there called Crusher Joe. And it was, they had a full-length feature film. And then they also had kind of a, oh, uh, eight-episode kind of cartoon run. Japanese animation. And it was good. And you have to understand, back in the 70s and the 80s, most anime, and even most anime today, sucks. It just sucks. I've always said that if you took American directors and writers with American musicians, and then you had Japanese animators... You would come up, that would be the perfect Reese's Peanut Butter Cup mix. But the Japanese decided to do it all on their own, and then we get daffodils that transform into robots that then uh, transform into humans, and then there's a, a weird effeminate guy, and there's a loud chick with a gun, and she's shooting it, and then somehow they fall in love. I don't know, I don't, that's pretty much every Japanese anime ever, except for this Crusher Joe. It was really well done. So I think it came out in 1983. I tried to find it on DVD because I had the VHS version. Don't know where all my VHSs went. Um, so I was like, I'll oh, get it on DVD. They don't make it on DVD. So I remember it was Anime going and said, hey, do you guys ever going to plan on launching on DVD? Uh, what's his name? Robert emailed me back. He says, hello. Oh, he says, um, Disco Tech just announced they got the license to that title and we'll be releasing it next year. Best, Robert. Well, thank you very much, Robert. I appreciate that. That is good news. Uh, to get my geek on, uh, if any of, when when that comes out, guys, trust you me. Drop well. I wonder how many they might do a limited release and charge us up the ass for it. And then it, I I don't want to like say yeah it's worth any price you spend fifty bucks on yeah but it's a damn good anime damn good. Uh, kind of fun for the whole family maybe like PG thirteen. Uh, but it was like one of the first really well done 
animes out there. All right, uh, that's all we got. Listen, vote, subscribe, comment, link, share. Men, check your nuts. Ladies, check your uh, boobies. Make sure you ain't got the cancers of both types. Tell all your friends about the YouTube channel, the blog. Follow me on the Twitter, the Gab, the Mines, and all that other stuff. And uh, that's it. I will be driving intermittently. It won't be until Phoenix that I have any regular uh, consistency, although I have been pretty good about staying on top of shit. Uh, Regards. All right, we'll catch up with the kids later. Toodles.